Okay, high time now for our tune of the week. Come on, let's go. This is the Media Industry Guru Show, the show that exposes you to entertainment, music, film, TV, and tech. Online 24-7, 24-7. You're listening to the hottest internet station. Hello and welcome back to the Media Industry Guru Podcast. And today I am here with April, who is a 20-year-old rising music industry professional. She got her start in the music industry in high school as a journalist. And she continues to serve as the creative director for Tongue Tied Music Magazine. She's had many different internships within the music industry. She is an absolute trailblazer in every area, and the work that she's put into it has been outstanding. Taylor Swift has been her inspiration, and it is true that she definitely got that motivation from her. She also has had a variety of different internships, including in social media management, A&R, and many, many more internships. She also interned at a major record label WMG in Global Digital during the summer of 2021 and after that she was able to lock in an opportunity to be a part of the Warner Music Group marketing college program where basically she's a marketing rep and a brand ambassador promoting Warner Music to college students on at University of Wisconsin-Madison. She also just wrapped up her first tour managing experience for Ethan Jewell's Lonely Together Tour, where she drove across the south region of the country doing gig after gig with this great awesome band. And now she is aspiring to complete her dream internship this summer. And she also is the Marketing Associate Director for Wisconsin Union Directorate's Music Sector, where she is responsible for booking, running, marketing live shows. She does the whole industry basically in a nutshell. She is the girl boss. So let's welcome girl boss, a.k.a. April, to the Media Industry Guru podcast now. Hey, April. Welcome to the podcast. Super excited to hear about your career being a tour manager, you're also dabbling in journalism, and you're also a marketing rep for Warner Music. So tell us about what got you into this business and your passion for the music industry. Yeah, thank you so much. Happy to be here. Um, So I started in music journalism. I knew that the music industry was something that looked really interesting to me, but I had absolutely no idea how to break in as like a lot of people feel. Um, And so I knew that I was a pretty decent writer. I just had taken some college classes in writing. Um, I have a semi-high school writing experience. And so I just kind of dove headfirst into music journalism. I started writing for a magazine called Tongue Tied. Um, I'm actually still with them now. I'm now moved up to the creative director position there. Um, But I was able to start writing album reviews, track reviews, and then eventually start interviewing artists. Um, I started with a lot of smaller artists and then eventually worked my way up to interviewing bigger names. I've talked to people like Callum Scott, Ty Verdes, um, Hey Violet, tons of really cool people. I got to know a lot of artists and publicists and kind of how the music industry worked. Um, after that, I took on a couple of management clients, really just started getting my foot in the door, doing as much as possible. And that just kind of brought me to where I am today with 
random experience in tons of different cool. areas of history. <laughs> so tell us about Tongue Tied Music Magazine and tell us more about what a publicist does on a day-to-day basis for those that aren't aware. Yeah, so the entire goal of a publicist is to get as much coverage as possible on your clients. So when you're working for a magazine, you'll get a lot of emails from publicists. Pretty much every Friday, your inbox will get flooded. Um, you'll get to listen to a lot of cool songs super early before they come out, sometimes before they're even announced. Um, you get opportunities to interview some artists. And basically, the whole goal of it is building up these relationships with journalists. So me being on the journalism side, I know a ton of publicists at all of the major labels, a ton of independent publicity companies. And I've been able to kind of build up relationships with these people so that they know that I'll cover their artists if they need someone. Mm -hmm. But then in turn, they're willing to give me different opportunities. So if I email them about a bigger artist on their roster and they know that they've worked with me before and know that I do a good job, they're super willing, if it's possible, to let me talk to those people. So it's really all about connections. um, But journalism and publicity go kind of hand in hand a lot of the time. You mentioned that you started this in high school, this endeavor, working in journalism. So did you know at the time what sector of the music industry you wanted to go to? Because, I mean, we can cover the whole 360. There's the label side. There's the agency booking side. There's artist management. There's PR. There's radio promotion. There's so many different hats. Yeah, I had no idea in high school. I still wouldn't say I have a great idea. I was working on a street team for a guy named Max. He had a couple of really strong singles go kind of viral. Um, He put out his debut record in 2016. It was called Hell's Kitchen Angel. And that was my first music industry experience ever. I was on a street team for him representing Wisconsin. I just, it opened my eyes to so much in the music industry. I was like, wow, I didn't know that all of these different moving parts kind of played into all of this. And so from there, I was like looking into it more. And then for a while, it kind of got pushed to the back of my mind. Being from Wisconsin, music industry isn't really a career path that people talk about, um, nor did I know anyone in the field at all. So I was like, oh, I'll just, I'll go to college. I'll major in marketing. And if music industry works out, it works out. Like that'd be kind of cool, but I'm not counting on it. And then a couple of years later, um, I'm now like sophomore in college. And I realized that it can work out. You just have to mm-hmm. put a lot of work into it to get there. And so as soon as that, like, it's such a stupid thought, but as soon as that kind of like, I wrapped my brain around it, I was like, yeah, I'm just going to full send. And it's, I'm going to do the best I can and it's going to work. And so that's kind of where I'm at today. And you've interned in a variety of different hats. This just didn't happen overnight and say, I'm going to work in journalism. So you also interned in social media management, A&R, and then you also completed an internship at Warner Music Group in the digital side of things in the summer of 2021. So tell us about your experience there and what were some of the major takeaways? Yeah, Warner Music Group is absolutely incredible. I interned there last summer. It was completely virtual, which was the only downside to the experience. It was still absolutely great, but obviously with COVID and the state of the world at the time, it just wasn't possible to be in the office. Um, But my managers were super accommodating, did everything possible to, you know, like I still felt like I was part of a team, even though I've never actually met them. Um, I interned in global digital accounts and my department specifically focused on brand partnerships on like the back end of YouTube. So day to day, I was pulling a lot of analytics. I was creating artist one sheets and working with our partners kind of across the world. Um, the experience was amazing. I'm still in contact with a good amount of other interns that have now gone on. Some of them are working full time for Warner Music. 
some of them um, interned a second semester, and it was just by far the best internship experience I've ever had. And now you're working as a campus rep. So explain what the day-to-day responsibilities are of a campus rep. Basically, in a nutshell, a campus rep is to promote a brand on a college campus, right? Yeah. So I'm with Warner Music U now, which is Warner Music Group's kind of college marketing sector. They've actually expanded now into um, employing some non-college students, and they're also breaking into employing some high school students as well. Um, I'm not sure when all of that is going to be rolled out or when we start bringing on those people, but they're super expanding it. And basically the goal is to have different people throughout the country. Right now, my team has 21 people on it across the U.S. Um, And we promote a variety of artists on Warner Music Group's roster. Um, We work with different labels, Atlantic, Elektra, Warner Records are some of our bigger ones. And really, it's just all about integrating that artist onto our campus communities. So we do a lot of artist activations. We get the artists involved. Sometimes we bring them to campus, we go to concerts when they're in the area, Um, and it's really just a huge creative experience. We have a lot of freedom to kind of think outside of the box and tap into different resources on and off campus to kind of make these ideas happen. And what have been some of the rewarding experiences with being a campus rep, not only getting to meet these high A-list artists, but also connecting them with college students, with your friends, peers, classmates? Yeah, I think my favorite thing so far is I had the opportunity this week actually to speak on behalf of Warner Music at Next Gen U conferences put on by the Music Business Association. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was a massive conference. I've heard about it for years. I've never actually gone prior to this year. Um, but my manager had emailed me and she was like, hey, they're really interested in you. Are you willing to kind of speak on behalf of Warner Music U? So being able to kind of share my experiences with First of all, like all of my team, alumni, everyone that was there, as well as just everyone that worked for other companies or was wanting to break in that was attending these conferences. Um, that was by far the coolest experience I've had. Yeah, that is really great experience. And best of luck with that conference, because that's one great resource that people that aspire to be in this industry, whether you're a recent grad or still in college, should take part in. Yeah, it was absolutely great. I really enjoyed the other panelists as well. Now also on the side, you are in every single part of the industry. It's really fascinating. So now you're a tour manager also for Ethan Jewell's Lonely Together Tour. So tell us how you got that connection with the band. What was that experience like taking the grip and saying you're going to be the tour manager for them and essentially route their whole tour? Yeah, tour was absolutely incredible. Um, It just wrapped up around the end of January. So I've been back in Wisconsin for a little while now. I've had a lot of time to kind of reflect on the experience. Um, And it's just really, really, really cool. And I think one of the reasons for that is I've never like been in a position at 20 years old, especially being a woman in live music. um, Mm -hmm. I've never been in a position really where I was in charge of doing all these things and kind of responsible for something much bigger than myself. So it kind of started, again, back when I was working for Tongue Tide Magazine as a writer and interviewer. I actually was a really big fan of Ethan's. And so I reached out to interview him. We set up an interview and we kind of got along really well right away. So we stayed in contact after that. I ended up doing some publicity for a couple of his singles and then the album. And then um, one of my other friends, Mae Crowell, was talking about wanting to tour, but she didn't want a headline. Um, And I knew that Ethan had mentioned wanting to tour as well. So I connected the two of them. They kind of hit it off right away. Um, And we were like, let's 
just make this happen. So mm-hmm. I did a lot of research. I kind of educated myself on how this was going to work. Um, and it was a lot of trial and error, but we made it happen. We went on tour in January. We sold out a couple shows um, and it was absolutely incredible. And where did you tour? And can you tell us the difference between a tour manager versus a regular artist manager and an agent who books gigs for their client? Yeah, so typically what happens is you'll have an, a management team, you'll have an agency, and you'll have a tour manager. And the management team does all the day-to-day stuff, you know, scheduling things for the artist, pretty typical, like they say in one place. An agent is usually the person that books the tour. They don't actually go on it. They just book it and figure everything out. And then a tour manager handles the day-to-day, like, finances, driving stuff, um, anything that might go wrong at the venues, settling at the end of the night. In this situation, it was a little bit different because I worked in both the agent and the tour manager roles. So that's pretty uncommon. Most people that manage tours don't actually do any of the like planning and before stuff. So that's kind of a unique experience that I was able to have. As for routing, we were all over the East Coast, Midwest, South. We went as far West as Texas. We had a couple shows, Dallas and Houston, played New York, Nashville, Minneapolis, tons of shows. We had, I think, 14 in total. It was really, really cool. And so what is the band's upcoming goals, initiatives? Are they releasing any songs that we should be aware of? Are you routing another tour right now in progress? Right now, we're not entirely sure. Um, There's a lot, a lot of talk of exciting things happening. Um, There's nothing that I'm able to confirm yet. But um, I would highly encourage anyone listening to this to check out Ethan Jewell on Instagram as well as on TikTok. Everything will be posted there as soon as it's updated. Um, we do have some exciting things planned and in store in the upcoming couple of months. That's really fascinating how you wearing both hats, both as the tour manager and also the agent, basically routing their whole tour and creating this to help their career grow. You also are a part of Wisconsin Union Directorate's music sector. You're the marketing associate director where you're responsible for booking shows. Is this on your college campus or? Yeah, this is an organization that my school has. It's pretty cool. Um, Wisconsin Union Directorate is composed of 12 different sectors. Um, we have publications, we have politics and society, we have cuisine, um, alternative breaks, stuff like that. So I'm on the music sector of it. We bring all of the bands to campus. We put on around 200 shows a year. Mm. Um, obviously with COVID that's slowed down a little bit, but right now we're kind of back into our groove of having two or three shows a week. So that's been really, really cool. Um, this year I was able to take on the position of marketing associate director. I manage all of our social medias. I basically get the word out about all of our shows. And then I go to the shows, cover content, coordinate Mm -hmm. photographers, everything like that. Um, but that's been really cool as well. Being able to book bands and then run the shows completely. Um, We do everything from contracts, negotiating with agents on rates, um, and then we actually run the shows load in to load out when the band is here. So everything from hospitality to making sure the parking passes are working to getting the band food, making sure the mics work, all of that fun stuff. Awesome. You're planning a lot of different events for your college campus and for your client right now. That's so fascinating how you're just wearing all these different hats. In your bio, you mentioned that one word to describe you would be girl boss. And I can definitely envision that right now. 
I've been called that a lot. So I just <laughs> in it and ran with it. So what are your upcoming goals this year? You mentioned that you plan to have a summer internship opportunity and move to New York City. You also hope to secure more placements for your artists. Any other goals that you hope to achieve, either personal, professional, etc.? Things I've been working on is I was doing a lot of like reflection and looking back. Um, and I really wanted to start some sort of like mentorship program to kind of give back to the community that mm. has taught me so much. So that's something I actually started about two weeks ago. I have taken on a group of about seven girls. They all have varying amounts of experience. And I'm running this semester-long mentorship program. I'm just kind of working with them, helping them kind of feel out their goals and coming up with plans to reach them and accomplish them. Um, we've only met once or twice so far, but it's been really, really cool. And I think on a personal and professional level, like that's something that's just really special and really important to me. And so would you recommend that for students navigating through this industry to be a part of some mentorship program, some leadership opportunity just to get their feet wet or just listen to others? Because listening can be just as powerful as just learning and getting that hands-on experience. Yeah, I would say if you have the opportunity to do something like that, definitely go for it. Um, I've never been a part of a mentorship program, but, you know, like if you have the opportunity to do something like that, I would highly recommend it to anyone. So you didn't have a mentor in this industry and currently don't. So what is it like to mentor others and launch this mentorship program, giving wisdom while not even having a mentor of your own? Yeah, definitely a lot of research. Um, a lot of the music industry is trial and error. You learn a lot of things as you're doing them. You'll make a lot of mistakes. Um, and a lot of learning is just pushing past those mistakes and knowing that it's for like the greater good most of the time. Things are fine. It might be inconvenient, but it'll all work out. Um, so I think just kind of living through those experiences has given me a lot of knowledge in a wide variety of areas. Um, it's also introduced me to a lot of people. So I've really been able to connect these girls with different people in the industry. You know, they're applying for internships. And I'm like, let me connect you with someone who's interned there before. You can ask them some questions, stuff like that. And so it's just been really cool getting to know all of their stories and helping them in whatever way I can do. You've done so many different things. You've done A&R, you've done management, you've done tour management, you've done booking a little bit of that, and also a lot of music journalism. So tell us about any challenges you've had to overcome in your endeavors thus far. A lot of people also struggle with imposter syndrome. Uh, it's not really a great thing to have, but it also gives you motivation to strive and to succeed for the next outcome. Yeah, I think imposter syndrome is pretty relevant. Um, that's something that a lot of people in the music industry experience. I think for me, the definitely the most like impactful negative experience I've had is just dealing with a lot of loneliness. Um, it's really difficult being in an industry like this in an area like Wisconsin where, you know, no one else really does stuff like this. It's different if you're in New York mm -hmm. or LA or Nashville and you're surrounded by people that get it, but here no one really gets it. Um, and it's something that's really difficult because, you know, I'm spending a lot of my time learning and researching and going on tour and working. Um, mm -hmm. And my friends just aren't doing that. So sometimes there's just a really big disconnect between the two. Um, and it's like they don't really get it. They don't understand that <laughs> this is really career changing for me and that it's something that I need to do. Um, because, you know, they just don't have those opportunities in other industries this early on. Whereas like the music industry, you know, like opportunities come up and it doesn't matter if you're 20, if you're 
15, if it comes up and you're qualified, like you're going to go for it and it's, it could change your life. So I think just kind of facing that and dealing with that um, has been a struggle. A lot of the times it does feel like you're really alone and by yourself. But at the same time, I do have a lot of friends that I've made across the country. And that's been really cool being able to relate to people. Um, I actually met a good number of these people on tour, which was really Mm -hmm. cool. Uh, Meeting people that I've been talking to for months, some of them even years. Wow. That was definitely one of the best things. Um, And I'm super excited to hopefully move this summer and be surrounded by those people that get it. Yeah, I feel like a lot of people deal with this, especially during the COVID era. But in the music industry, you just find that niche community that really empowers you, but you also empower it. Yeah, for sure. That sums it up very well. Additional tips, resources, advice, wisdom that you're able to share from all these different hats you've achieved thus far in your career and almost graduating college and being the girl boss that you are. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely have a couple things. Um, One thing that I like to tell a lot of people when you're, I get a lot of questions about applying to internships. Um, obviously, the program that I interned in with Warner Music Group was really competitive. And the main thing that I would recommend for, like, when you're going through that recruitment process is to be yourself. And that sounds like something that's totally dumb. You know, you'd think you'd want to focus on your skills and all of that stuff. But if you make it to that interview and you're talking to a live person, they already know that you're qualified. That's why they're interviewing you. They want to know if you're a cultural fit with the company, if you're going to get along with the team that you're working on. So really just being yourself, letting your personality shine through is something that's most important. Don't just tell them what you think that they want to hear because that's not actually what they want to hear. Contrary to popular belief. Um, So that's what I would say on behalf of like internships and stuff like that. I think just in general, it's super, super good to just authentic especially when it comes to an industry that's so like dependent on networking and stuff like that just don't be fake i view it as literally just making friends um obviously like some people i network with are going to be more professional than others like i'm not going to like send my phone number to some vp of a company like (laughs) you gotta kind of know like boundaries but when i'm talking to people that you know like message me on instagram and they're like hey i found you on tiktok like yeah i'm gonna be friends with these people um and someday they might be my coworkers. and so really just being real with people i think is super important um as well as just being open that gatekeeping doesn't get anyone anywhere and i really do think that kind of my generation is a lot better at that But it still, unfortunately, does happen. And so I think just avoiding it as much as possible is really just the best thing you can do in being yourself. Yeah, thanks for providing that resource. I mean, Instagram is so easily accessible. You could DM somebody. People in this industry are very laid back. It's not corporate finance. So you can just hop on a DM. They'll be available Unless if it's a C-suite executive, don't do that yet. If you're starting your career, wait, wait a little bit and then cultivate that relationship. <laughs> yeah, I'd honestly recommend the best people to network with are people your own age. Um, yes. Find those like assistants and coordinators at companies that are in their entry level roles right now, because then by the time you get to entry level roles, you know, they will be your manager and that's a good <laughs> connection to have. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, don't use people. They can, they can tell. And your first message is, hey, can you get me this job? Like that just does more harm than good. You don't want to do that. Yeah, you're already giving a, it's like 
trying a sour Skittle for the first time. Uh, unless if you're a really fan of sour candy, you're not going to appreciate it that well. It's a good analogy. <laughs> Anything exciting? Any announcements? I have a lot of content on TikTok that I like to put out, um, like music industry education, stuff like that. Um, just little tips and tricks. So I'd love to just plug that. Um, I've built up kind of a growing community of people on that platform. Um, I'm pretty responsive in answering questions over Instagram, DMs, LinkedIn, whatever. I would just overall say like, I'm super willing to connect with people. Anyone listening to this, if anything I said was interesting, if literally any like comments, questions, anything, feel free to reach out. So thank you, April, for doing this. This is so fabulous. You are kind of like Taylor Swift, and I know you look up to her. You're a trailblazer (laughs) as well in every area you've dabbled in in the music industry. And she's done great work in this field. And congratulations on everything that you've accomplished and hope to see you in New York and land that dream internship opportunity this summer. Thank you so much. Thank you again for having me. It's been great. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Media Industry Guru podcast. Check out the Instagram at Media Industry Guru for all the details on the latest and coolest, I mean coolest, upcoming episodes that you will hear. Email at MediaIndustryGuruPodcast at gmail.com for any other interviews that you would like to hear or if you would like to be on the air and give a little promo or talk about yourself or just even chat with me because you know I'm I'm doing this. I'm invested in this. And tune in weekly 6 p.m. Pacific, 9 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays on the Anchor app, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, and many more streaming platforms. Thanks again for all of the support and peace out and let's rock and roll.